Hey everyone, this is Founders365 with me, Stephen Haggerty. Today I'm joined by Brad Coat, and I'm really looking forward to this podcast. So Brad, how are you? Welcome to the show. Awesome, thanks for having me. I'm uh, good right now. <laughs> good man. So let's jump straight into it. I want to know all about your business. For sure. Um, so I uh, right now I'm a health practice owner myself and health practitioner. I've been in the industry for about 13 years now. And um, I have worked in both capacities from the client facing side, as well as the business aspect. A lot of what I do now, I work with health practice owners on getting their health practices um, in a position that they've got system structure and uh, strategies to help them leverage getting new patients in and and growing and scaling their practices. Amazing. How long have you been going? Uh, I've been in the industry for about 13 years, uh, doing the coaching consulting for the past year and a half. Uh, two-year kind of range um, yeah got it more full-time what made you shift into that sort of consulting phase well the big thing for me was uh, I've always been wanting to help more people and make a bigger impact and at different stages of my career uh, like when I first started out just solely uh, treating and training people I was really focused on you know a book of maybe 20 clients and I quickly realized if I wanted to make a bigger impact, I needed to have more people. So I started to grow a team of people, um, ultimately open other businesses. And what I most recently in the past couple of years really realized is there's a lot of other businesses that are struggling or not doing as well. Yeah. And there's a lot of colleagues of mine who have ended up closing their businesses or actually exited the industry because they didn't have the business skills to attract the right patients or make enough money and so on. So a lot of what I really wanted to do is help them create their system structure and strategy so that they can grow their practices and impact more people and have more of a reach. So my, my real big drive now is to help 10,000 health practices um, get into a position where they're making more income, they've got more patients and they can have more of an impact. Nice one. That's a great goal. For you, when you were seeing all your friends and other businesses not do so well, uh, how did you yourself know that you had to implement systems you know, stand out, make sure that you're still in business when they were sort of perhaps not not in business or going down that road? Well, a lot of it what for me is I sort of just, as I went along, I've always been um, more ambitious and getting the answers and trying to improve my business. So I was already doing a lot of things that I assumed that other people already had done. Um, but when I started interacting more with these other health practice owners, I was realizing that there was a couple well, not really a couple, but a lot of key things that they were missing. Um, so I'd have conversations and say, well, tell me a bit about, you know, how your referral strategy works. And most of them were very passive. Well, you know, people bring people in here and there. It's okay. Well, how do you attract the right types of people? Or they complain, well, I only get discount chasers or I get people who book one or two treatments. I'm like, well, <laughs> what's your conversion process? How do you sell them on a full plan of care? Well, they just book whenever they want. Okay, well, that's probably a problem. So I assumed a lot of these things that I was doing um, other people were doing. Um, so I, I kind of quickly realized um, that just taking some of these simple things could help get a huge impact. So when I started doing that, um, these other owners were starting to get better results and whatnot. So it kind of transitioned a little bit more into that world just organically from that. Yeah. Why do you think they weren't doing it in the first place? Why do you think they needed you? I think a lot of our industry um, is you're going to school to become a physio or a chiro or, or health practice. Um, or health practitioner, but they don't really teach you business skills. And in Canada, they they teach you, you know, healthcare is not a business. 
And the reality is it is a business because if you don't run it like a business, you're going to have problems, you know? Yeah. Um, even in Canada, like we've got insurance and a lot of things are covered by the government. Um, businesses are still not doing well. So, you know, why is that? Because there, there is no real blueprint or structure for someone to actually run. And as much as we'd like to believe that healthcare is not a business, it really is. Cause at the end of the day, you're the one who's on the hook for the leases. You're the one who's on the hook for getting the patients in the payroll or advertising costs, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, and for some reason there's like this, uh, archaic mindset that, you know, as long as I'm, if I'm a practitioner and I just do a good job, I'll have tons of patients. And yeah. It's just not the case. Or you get a bunch of patients, but 50% of them are not the right types of patients for you um, and so on. Or you're not able to make the right income and so on. So I think a lot of it comes down to the actual how people are taught. Mm -hmm. um, there is no real business focus in schools. And, you know, where else would you really get those skill sets? You know, right. I was... I've always been kind of more entrepreneurial, even when I was a young kid. Um, you know, I sold candies for like buying for 10 cents, selling for a quarter and that type of Classic. Stuff. So, yeah, I've always been like kind of the uh, more entrepreneurial, I guess. So for me, it was always about problem solving and understanding that, um, you know, I need to be able to position myself properly and, and so on in order to get yeah. the right patients. Um, and ultimately that I'm running a business and not um, you know, a charity kind of thing. Exactly. When your clients come to you, what stage are they at? Are they at the stage of desperation or have you find have you been able to catch them before that? Um, it really depends. Uh, I get people in all different stages. Um, so when I'm initially, you know, starting with someone or they're kind of coming to me for help, I, I have a, um, a bit of a, like an application process so I can triage and sort of figure out what the big step that they need first is. Um, I think that's one thing that I really do uniquely. Um, a lot of programs out there will say, you know, we'll get you new patients or whatever it is. And they do the same thing for everyone. Yeah. Well, depending on where you are in your business, you may or may not need new patients. You may need to retain them or you may need a conversion process or whatever. Um, so I really look at where someone is. Um, with that being said, a lot of the time you're going to get people who are kind of in the beginning stages and, you know, they, they've been in practice for less than a year or a year and, you know, they really don't have a lot of direction. It's kind of yeah. like just surviving that first year in, in a phase, what I call building, you know, you're really building, getting your proof of concept and, and kind of getting those base level patients in. Um, but I'll also get people who have had a clinic. Like I spoke to, um, mentioned before the call here, I spoke to uh, a lady who has a clinic in um, South London and uh, her big thing, she's been in business all 12 years and she's, she's struggling like for 12 years, some months she's not even able to pay, really pay rent. Wow. Or she's not taking much back. She's got three other therapists, um, and it's it's really been a roller coaster for the past couple of years. Um, so, you know, you might have people just starting out; they're doing pretty well, and you might have people who are not doing so well who've been in business for a long period of time. So it's really mm -hmm. kind of anywhere in between um, that someone could come into. into do you find it? Do you find it easier to help the people that are new into the business or the ones that have already been around the block? You know, I think it's the biggest minds the thing is the mindset yeah because definitely. there's people i speak with in the beginning stages um and their mindset is like really open they want to do it right and so on and there's people who are in business who are really rigid they don't want to change the way that they've done stuff you know they'll, they'll say well i need to get more patients i need to make more income and i'm saying well you, you need to change a b and c well i'm not willing to do that <laughs> so, so i think the mindset is really really big you've got to be 
Um, you've got to be coachable. You've got to take action and you've got to be willing to be uncomfortable or mm. some of the things you might believe to be true. Um, you know, think outside the box and, and be open to, uh, to those things. Definitely. When you made that switch or focus switch, you know, a year ago, 18 months ago into that more coaching consulting stage, what was the biggest challenge for you? Like what was your biggest breakthrough comfort zone area? I, I really think it's like, um, the big thing for me is being able is kind of taking myself out of day-to-day -day stuff of treating people all the time um, and starting to do more work that's that's on a, just a different level. I, I really do look at it kind of the same in some regards as treating. Um, so like from treatment level, there's therapists where you go to them, you got a neck problem, they'll just do the same thing with every single person. Yeah. You know, I've always been more individualized. I had a system for how I treated people. So it was really kind of the same sort of thing. It was just a slightly different application. Um, so I think the big thing for me is really just kind of changing the business model a little bit. Um, and it's instead of kind of being B2C, it's more B2B based businesses. So um, a lot of the time it's just kind of working with people on, on kind of a deeper level and working on their mindset and yeah. helping them, um, you know, really implement these systems and getting them kind of out of their own heads so that they can make better decisions and, um, you know, what I say, take a 30,000 foot view as opposed to, um, you know, just being in that tunnel vision day to day sure. kind of thing. Exactly. I was having the exact same conversation with a prospect this morning about tunnel vision and taking them out of that. Uh, talk to me about how you created your uh, 90 day sort of, I'm guessing it's sort of like an action type plan and what go, what went into creating that? Sure. So the, uh, the new patient surge program is generally around 90 days. And, and what it is, is it's a system to get um, health practice owners, generally 20 plus 20 to 30 new patients a month on autopilot. And what really went into getting this together was thinking at what are the most, or what are the biggest problems and the biggest things um, that are stopping health practice owners that I talked to you right now, and putting together some basic tools that help pe get people in the right tra trajectory. Um, so I really started to analyze what was successful for me um, that was simplified and easy to kind of just swipe and, and take and implement right away. And I started running case study programs. So I had other health practices um, that I would go to. So I had a chiro, a naturopath, a massage and physio um, and a psychotherapist. So I had five different health practices that I was working with um, uh, implementing these systems. And from implementing those systems, we're kind of able to, to say, okay, well, this type of thing needs to be done first. You um, need to move this thing over here and so on. So um, when someone gets started on that program, often it's where I like to start most people so that they've got base level systems in place. Yeah. So if they go to getting into our mastermind preeminent practice group, they've got the base level systems, they're able to generate those new patients, they know who their targets are, they've got good messaging, um, they built some preeminence and, and so on, and they're not as lost. Um, so that program really is 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 over the years of things that I've implemented, as well as um, the kind of the base steps for what I work with people on uh, to get them successful in, in uh, generating new patients and getting their business on the right growth trajectory. Definitely. And in terms of systemizing, obviously, you know, there's been so many new products come to the market in recent years. What's been one of the hardest things for you to make sure you know what to give or what to recommend in terms of the right systems for the right person and how do you go about that 
a lot a lot of it is the intake process um so i've had i've been both running my own owning and operating and also working in other um, clinics from doing a solo practice myself and growing to a seven-figure business as well as working in other bigger commercial-based clinics and, and gym kind of area health and fitness yeah. areas as well as like private kind of studios so um i've seen like the growth points and the struggles for each kind of area um, and I, and I really break them down to, to determine where someone is, is most stuck. And then we'll work on those, those systems together. Um, generally I find that most of the time the the, the patient, new patient search program is a good way to kick stuff off because it's, it's more foundational based work. Yeah. So for example, um, you know, those systems are pretty much going to work in any health practice. Like, you know, you need a referral system, you need a way to attract people. And, and attract is not just throwing a fa Facebook ad up, but it's understanding who you're trying to attract, what problem you're solving for them and communicating it to them in a way, which mm. is basically an offer. How do I create an offer for someone to be able to uh, want to try my service and so on? Um, so system wise, like uh, a lot of it is I'm constantly refining and seeing what's working, and what's not. Um, in terms of like challenges, I think the big thing is, is people, um, people are very like shiny object syndrome. Uh, you know, they got that attachment. So yeah. going from one thing, you know, Facebook to TikTok to YouTube to Instagram to their website, they're, they're not as focused. So I think the biggest problem really is getting people to be focused. And, and they're always mm -hmm. trying to do this CRM or, you know, this software tool or this or that. And, and they don't have the foundations to start. So it'll never really work long term. Or it'll work for a period of time because it's maybe what they need. But as soon as they get to the next level, just blow apart and they get stuck or hit a plateau or reverse. <laughs> how, do you, how do you stop people doing that? How do you stop that shiny object? Well, a lot of them is getting them to commit to the program to begin with mm. and, you know, having them accountable. So we really give them a plan, the tools and the help in order to get to the objectives that they want. Um, and we, we, you know, we really check in with them to make sure that people are on track. If they're stuck, they can hop on our coaching calls. Um, they can, you know, they can reach us with emails, like all that stuff, text and whatnot, um, so that we can keep them on track. And a lot of what we do is, you know, at the end of the week, we'll do kind of like a roll call and say, you know, you said you were going to do X at the beginning of the week. Did you do it? Where'd you go wrong? What do you need help with? So the accountability, I think, is really huge yeah. and getting them to, to kind of hone in on it. And I, I've been starting to transition more into doing group-based coaching. Uh, so we've got a group of other people who can hold each other accountable and and ultimately we've all got the same goal of being able to grow our practices and have more of a life make yeah money. how is it how or how have you found to stand out from the crowd because everywhere i look on you know uh, the facebook groups there seems to be another fitness professional that can help build other professionals businesses so how have you stood out from the crowd to be heard and be seen I think a lot of it is, um, you know, I, I've I've really positioned myself in terms of giving more of an individualized approach. So whereas most people are saying, you know, we'll get you new patients, it's understanding that the person might not need, you know, new patients right away. They might need a conversion system or they might need to retain or they might need a referral system or they might just simply need to um, have a better follow up or nurture sequence or something along those lines. So going into more details of understanding where someone is. So when they contact me, being able to say, you know what, you don't need this right now. You need this. 
regardless if it if it benefits me or not in a sale, there's lots of people that I say, you know what, I'm not the right fit for you right now. You yeah. need X first or you need Y first or, you know, I don't specialize in this problem. You should see this person instead. So, you know, I'm really taking that individualized approach and making it about the prospect of who's looking at getting help as mm. opposed to just myself. And yeah, a lot of the, more ethical. yeah. And I mean, a lot of the content that I'm giving is contextual based. So, you know, I, I'll share a lot of my strategies and systems and that type of stuff because I want people to understand and get value from it. So um, it's less about giving like a, a cheat sheet and saying, you know, here's your cheat sheet and go at it. It's, it's kind of like, well, this is the strategies that I use. If you want to help, if you want help implementing it to your practice, then, you know, give us a shout out. We'll set up a call and see if it's right fit for you. Yeah. Um, but if not, here's a, here's a framework. So I give out the 90 day framework to everyone. Like you can download it. I've got a guy, like a, a video, 30 minutes or so walking you through how to do a lot of the stuff. Um, you know, you've got to have the skill sets and you've got to know how to apply it to your business and all these other nuances. But, you know, at the end of the day, you still have it there. Um, so I'm trying to really position of giving more value and context yeah. about where someone is, as opposed to just saying, you know, here's here's my stuff. And, you know, it works for everyone, even though it's, you know, they might have had one or two people who've had really good success. But the reality is they had success because it's what they needed at that time. Yeah. But three months later, did you help them get past the next Kind of hurdle and so on exactly you know i think there's so many blueprints out there that i'm i'm on the same page as you it's about finding that bespoke that find out what's going on in their world and, and trying to help them in that manner um you mentioned earlier about helping ten thousand people right so talk to me yeah. more about that goal and where that came from and how how are you tracking that as well how are you tracking yeah. ten thousand people yeah so i mean i i want to uh and you know be able to get into helping ten thousand people and what i'm really seeing is um, you know, that's an easier way for me to be able to reach probably around 100,000 people um, in terms of patients and so on. So 10,000. Um, originally, I thought, you know, 100 is pretty obtainable. Thousands, thousands, quite a bit of people, but not not obtainable. 10,000 feels quite like quite a bit. So, um, you know, that's it's a longer stretch of a goal as opposed to just saying, you know, here's a here's a thousand people and maybe yeah. doing it five years or something like that. When do you want to when do you want to get it done by? Uh, I, I mean, I, I'd ideally like to have it within 10 years. Nice. And how are you tracking it? That's like a thousand people a year. Um, I be, Well, I basically have the clients who signed up for the programs and, you know, for the people who are in the mastermind-based program. Yeah. So I've got like, you know, the list I could pull on the CRM that tells me how many people have taken part and so on. Amazing. For you, why is it so important to sort of reach that many people help that many people's lives and change their effectively change their life well i i really think it's like for me i've always been an advocate of preventative health care i really think that there's going to be a massive need and and huge problems you know there already is a lot of huge problems health-wise with people and i think that the preventative health health and medicine is really going to be needed it's going to there's going to be a massive transition over the next 15, 20 years because people are going to get more sick. There's less money, um, more specifically in Canada to attribute to, um, you know, healthcare and so on. So, you know, people are going to really need to take care of themselves. And I think just people in general, like if you are feeling better about your yourself, whether you, you know, you're healthier weight and stronger, you know, um, you don't, you're not in pain, you're able to do the activities that you want, you have a better quality of life. And I think that that improves not only your mindset and outlook, but also everyone else around you. So if I have got chronic low back pain and my neck hurts and 
you know, my hips all messed up and I'm going to have to have surgery in five years and I'm just about to retire. Like I'm going to be pissed off and angry all the time. My <laughs> wife's going to feel it, my kids and, and my coworkers. And let's say I even retire. And, and I've had this a couple of times, people who are very wealthy, they retire and they're like, I can't go on any trips really because I can't walk. I got hip replacement or my knees so destroyed that I, yeah. I can't, I can't actually enjoy life. So, you know, if we've got health practices who can help these people, but they don't know how to attract them to improve their lifestyles, then it's, it's not really helping anyone. So, you know, my obsession really is to make a change and an impact more in the industry so that people can ultimately get the results and, and get the improvements in lifestyle um, that, that really they should have and, and be able to have access to. Definitely. And do you think it all kind of stems back to that education side? And when do you think that education should be implemented at what stage of people's lives? Um, well, I mean, I really think a big problem in the industry, like in the industries of education, for example, is people are not really um, taught in school, like basic level things. I mean, this is a whole other conversation, but <laughs> people are not really taught on how to take care of themselves. They're not really yeah. taught on how to exercise properly. They're not taught, you know, how to budget or how to like things that really matter sometimes life, in the real basically. life, you know, like how do I have re build relationships with people and, and have more deeper conversations as opposed to just surface level kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, I think it should be installed earlier on and that kind of avoids a lot of those, those problems, if that makes sense. For sure. Other than the 10,000 people you want to help, where else do you want to take this? Where do you want to take your brand? Where do you want to take your business? Yeah, I, I really like a lot of it too is lifestyle based for me. So I, you know, want to have a bit more leverage in terms of my lifestyle. So having brick, brick and mortar physical locations is obviously there's more capital, you know, there's less margins, it's harder to travel. For me, I've always been, you know, I really like to travel. I like to um, you know, I've put in a lot of hours and so on. So I'd like to, to have other experiences in different parts of my life. So, you know, right now I want to have more leverage to be able to help more people travel a little bit more. And, and so myself um, having live events, helping people in different uh, areas of the world and so on. Um, so part of, part of it for me of where, where to go is, is creating that lifestyle um, while being able to help people yeah. um, in terms of the brand. Like I want to be able to have other coaches who are able to, you know, work underneath me, obviously at 10,000 people, we need to have other coaches and, and other Otherwise, it'll be hella busy. And so on. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so that's kind of like the, the thing, you know, I've got works for like different courses and, and books and that type of stuff. And, and really a big kind of work in progress is the actual regulating body. So, yeah. you know, working with the people who are actually in Canada, for example, like the college of massage therapy or college of physiotherapy, and actually getting systems or business systems or things to implement in the actual core structure so that when someone's going through to become a therapist, they've got a better insight in terms of how to run a business or how to be successful in the world. Um, because massage therapy, for example, I think the average therapist is only in practice for like three or four years. Wow. Really? They can't make enough money. They get too much physical stress on their body. Um, you, they have a hard time getting patients. They've got to work another job. So people just yeah. say it's sort of like, I'm not going to do it anymore. So in Canada, like we've got a shortage of therapists because nobody can either stay in the career and there's not enough people going into it in order to graduate. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of sad to see. 
Wow, massively. That sort of brings me on to my last question. And for you, if you were going to give three tips to your your target demographic right now, what would those three tips be? The big thing that I always say is when you're when you're starting out, and this just goes for any business, so not even just health practice, but you really need to know what problem you solve and who you solve it for. And you've got to communicate in terms of having great messaging about who, what problem you're solving, who you solve it for. Um, if you're trying to be everything to everyone, your messaging is very vague and ultimately you're not really saying anything to anyone. So the example I kind of give is, you'll see if I go for physio, they've got a list of 50,000 things that they do. Shoulder <laughs> pain, back pain, neck pain, sciatica, um, sports injury, all this type of stuff. That doesn't really say anything because everyone else says that. But if you say, you know what, I help active adults over 40 um, decrease knee pain so they can get back to running without having to worry about surgery or taking medication. That's really specific messaging for who I'm dealing with. So getting clear on your target avatar and the messaging for them. Um, The next thing is uh, getting really clear in terms of where you want your business to go. So. I think often people get into business because they just they want to do something where they think they're going to make more money and they don't want to listen to a boss or they got a better <laughs> idea, all these types of things. And the reality is, is like you've got to really have a passion and knowing where you want to go. Otherwise, you might just have a high paying job or as opposed to an actual business. So you've got to say, well, you're 30,000 foot view. If you start here, well, where do you want to be in 10 years? Yeah. And and you've got to have that passion. If you don't have that passion, it's going to have a, if things go wrong and they will, are, are you tied to something that's going to help pull you out of that kind of negative um, zone or, or do you have a bigger picture that you're moving towards? If not, you're just going to burn out and it's, it's, it's not going to be as good. Or even if you are yeah. successful, you're just going to hate your, hate your business because um, I mean, I had a business earlier on that was liquidation and I wasn't really passionate about it. Um, so it was like an e-commerce based thing and I just really didn't enjoy doing it. So even though it's successful or making some money, it's just not, not really what I want to do. Yeah. It doesn't drive you. Yeah. And, and I mean, the, the next thing is, is, is always building, I would say building your network of people and looking outside of your industry. So Jay Abraham, he's, um, a business growth strategist, uh, marketing guy and, and really, I've really liked what he's done. And he's always said, you know, look outside your industry to get breakthroughs. Um, so I communicate with like realtors and lawyers um, to, to see what they do to be successful in their industries. Mm. Because often you'll end up connecting with people outside and they'll give you an idea. Well, we do this in our industry. And you're thinking, well, why don't I do that? Yeah. Um, so direct mail is like really big in real estate industry. And no one does it in, part in, in uh, health practices. So I've, I have like a strategy for direct mail that's worked really, really well because nobody else uses it. Yeah. And yeah, you can, we still use digital and everything else, but uh, it breaks the mold. Yeah. We teach people um, what we call omnipresence marketing, which essentially is being seen everywhere and and in every media source and so on. Um, So direct mail might not be something you use right away, but it might be something as a strategy that you use as your, as you're growing your marketing strategies and campaigns. Um, so really building your network with people in the industry, but don't forget about the people outside. Start looking outside your industry for people who are successful. Find a lawyer in your town who's super successful Find and, and just set up a meeting with them and, and pay them or whatever if you need to. And just say like more than likely 
you know, most people I haven't had to pay some, some I have, but uh, I'll say, listen, I'll go, go for lunch or supper with you. I just want to ask you a couple questions about your business. We're not competing or anything. And people, more people are more than likely willing to share your experiences and you'll probably get one or two gems from those people. I'm thinking like, wow, I should be able to do that. For sure. No, those that's... Are really, yeah. Those are really three things that I think are, are absolutely key. Um, especially the second one, because if you don't have the mindset or the passion, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah, it's, uh, I see it a lot, and I'm sure you do as well. But yeah. they're, they're three really solid ones. Thank you for that. Brad, listen, yeah. if anyone wants to get in touch with you, speak with you directly, what's the best way for them to do that? They uh, can email me at brad at bradcote.com, C-O-T-E, or go to my website, um, brad, B-R-A-D-C-O-T-E.com. Um, and there's tons of resources on there or my contact information as well. Perfect. Brad, thank you so much for coming on Founders 365. You've been guest number 55. I've been Stephen Hagty. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. Thanks a lot.